Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, Rye. Welcome back to the Survival of Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk Ned Kelly. Now, a lot of you guys may not know Ned Kelly unless from you're from maybe the land down under, a.k.a. Um, Australia. You also might be, you might know about Ned Kelly if you uh, like Keith Ledger and you saw that awesome movie that you could probably watch for free right now on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool right. guy. So... Basically, there's also there's also a Ned Kelly movie that has that stars um, uh, what's his name from the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger. Oh, that's a little disturbing. It is. It is. I haven't pictures. watched it yet. I've seen pictures of Ned Kelly, and he's a pretty handsome guy. Mm-hmm. So Mick, Jagger is Mick Jagger. That that sounds like a mistake. Um, I, I gotta say, if I go down and they wanted to have Heath Ledger play me. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Now, obviously, right now, that might be a problem. Might be a bit of an issue. <laughs> there might be some conflicts with his scheduling, but we won't get into that right now. Um, but either way, the, the story of Ned Kelly kind of really ties to prepping and and survival and libertarianism and, and definitely ties to the whole badass um, – thing because he definitely was somebody who took things to the extreme and really seemed to be able to you know stand up for what he believes in and stick to his values and that's a weird thing and and it's always hard you know we get conditioned by society of right and wrong and absolutes and there's all kinds of ways that these things play out but the bottom line i mean ned kelly got pushed into a corner where he wasn't given a choice. And I guess in kind of a way, it makes it easier to make that choice. Cause you're like, well, I got no fucking option and it's easier to be a man. 
Whereas, you know, when you just have to make a decision to go be a man on your own, that's even harder. But Ned Kelly's going to prove that he's a man over and over again. And you guys are going to hear about that. But basically the gist of, of how it plays out is you have the British government kind of controlling things down in Australia. And it was getting really into that whole totalitarian kind of idea where, you know, you kind of have a magistrate or, or a guy who runs an area and he makes the decisions. Well, if they don't like somebody, they just kind of kept screwing with them. And, and that's how it plays out with Ned Kelly, where, you know, they're like, well, you know, look, they, they went and stole his horses is the bottom line. And then he goes and steals them back and they're like, oh, look, you're a horse thief. And I mean, you kind of get pushed. How much do you let people keep pushing you until you have to stand up? And if the government doesn't like you, and that's why people are so afraid of communism and socialism, which always seems to kind of end up there. This is like the perfect example. You know, this is the story that you can teach your kids with. You know, you watch this movie and, and your kids will start to see shit. You know, if the government really wants to own me, they can. And we're going to tie it back to some chaos happening in New York over the weekend. And you guys might kind of see where we're coming from, but anyway, let's dig deep. Let's talk uh, Ned Kelly. So All right. Kevin, how does it go wrong with Ned Kelly and the magistrate? Well, this is, this is for, for Hamish here. Uh, yes. This is really uh, the reason that we wanted to do a Ned Kelly one. I've been wanting to do one for a while here. Um, so, when he was uh, 11, the first uh, incident of anything with Ned Kelly, uh, there was a, one of his playmates was drowning. And he jumped in, risked his own life to pull the kid out, saved his life. And they gave him a, a green silk scarf, Ooh. which he was wearing when he was sh- shot to death. Still wearing, you know, 15 years later. Nice. Um, now, the first incident with uh, Ned Kelly was... Um, there's a, a Chinese pig farmer going past the Kelly property. Yes. And uh, Ned Kelly ran out. He was like 15 and said, I'm a bush ranger. Give me your money. <laughs> All right. And, and had a stick. <laughs> now that the Chinese, this might sound racist. The Chinese, Chinese guy's name was Ah Fook. Ah, so that's what he said when, when he ran, when Ned Kelly ran out with a stick. And stole his uh, 10 shillings. Ah. Now, he went to the, the police. The and, Chinese man. Yeah. And they. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yep. And they came and they arrested Ned Kelly. Ned Kelly said that, uh, you know, he had asked for water and his sister gave him pond water instead of rainwater. And then he got mad and was beating up his sister. And all the other family members were like, yeah, that totally happened. Yeah. And see? So the case got dismissed. I like that. All right. And now then there's that, some kind of horse thievery after that. Is that where we are? Uh, yeah, there there was a lot of horse. Th- he, I mean, he really did steal a lot of horses. That was, uh, yeah. you know. No, but I, I think initially, wasn't he like innocently returning a horse or was that just in the movie? Uh, he was innocently returning a horse. Um, so basically, well, before that happened. All right. I'm getting ahead. Um, Sorry. He went on a he went on a crime spree. Ned Kelly and uh, um, another bush ranger named Power. 
um, armed robbery. They, he got caught by police and, uh, all the people that said he, uh, you know, said it wasn't him when they looked at him said that no, that wasn't the guy that, except for one of them said it was a, he was half, he was a half Aborigine. He was a mm-hmm. half cast. And that was because he was so dirty. He yeah. was accidentally going in blackface. <laughs> nice. But so they dismissed all those charges too. Um, then uh, Jeremiah McCormick accused uh, Ben Gould, who is one of uh, Kelly's friends, of stealing horses from him. Mm-hmm. So Ben wrote a letter to McCormick's wife and wrapped the letter in uh, bull balls. Yes. And they did, they'd been married for a while and didn't have any kids. And the letter read something like, uh, apparently your husband's balls haven't been working. Try these out. <laughs> nice. So Kelly gave McCormick the letter. Uh, McCormick lost his shit and uh, Kelly broke his nose. Ned Kelly broke his nose. Because, I mean, that's what you do. Right. Ned Kelly always chooses the most awesome option. And that was that was the one. Well, when you're sending a letter wrapped in uh, bowl balls mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it was, yep. then you're choosing the awesome option. I mean, right. that, that's clear. So they, he got three months hard labor, Kelly, for that. that. Um, all right. So let me see here. In 1871, uh, this is a little bit while, a little later, um, Constable Edward Halls tried to grab Kelly. Saw Kelly getting off a horse and tried to grab a hold of him to, for whatever reason, just to fuck with him. All right, and maybe this Kelly, is the movie and the story. No, Ke- yeah, Kelly smacked him. The story in the movie, right? Off of him. So the constable pulled out a gun and shot Ke- shot at Kelly, but it misfired. Yeah, three times he pulled the trigger and three times it misfired. So Kelly threw him on the ground and jumped on his back and drove his spurs in in his legs and sat on top of him and he said that uh he said that the constable was roaring like a calf attacked by a dog he thought it was the funniest shit so seven people it took seven people from the town to hold him down and they uh the cop pistol whipped the shit out of kelly beat his face in and they gave him two and they gave him three years hard labor another another three years he got out of two and a half years so when Kelly got out, um, he challenged Wright to a boxing match. Yes, uh, for for you know whatever. So they went twenty net rounds bare knuckle boxing, and Kelly finally won after twenty rounds, and now, he declared say, unofficial boxing champion of of the district. Unofficial, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's they always say with uh, bare knuckle boxing that it's actually a lot worse. That you're way more likely to get broken bones in your face and your mm-hmm. hands, and your hands. And that the padding of gloves makes boxing a lot softer now. That it's not mm-hmm. really you know the same. So bare knuckle, it sounds like nothing, but it was it was a little tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so this guy's to doing tough because you could. It's easy yes. to break your hand on somebody's yes. face. Yeah, and you're not going 20 rounds usually if you break your hand. Right. You know, but you never know. Once people, you know, you, you, I always watch these WWE fights and you see Mick Foley after the fact and he's bleeding all over the place. And why didn't we use the tacks? And you see all these tacks sticking out of his body and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Jackass. Um, <laughs> Foley's awesome. 
But anyway, we I think we all have like this jackass friend who pushes things too far. Right. Where you like cringe. Like to me, Kevin is that jackass friend. But Kevin has a guy who goes that much further who he knows. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's always somebody. There's, there's always somebody like, that's a little bit more of an asshole. Yeah, you're like, dude, you can't say that shit. You can't pistol whip the freaking magistrate because he shot at you. And, yeah. You know? So then he got out uh, after, after uh, you know, the boxing thing. He was out drinking. Ned Kelly was. Yeah. And uh, got arrested for riding a horse on a footpath. Who hasn't seen that play? Out? I don't even know how that's a thing. But anyway. Well, I think it's were, like your modern day where you're on your four wheeler and they're like, dude, you can't ride that shit here. And you're mm-hmm. like, fuck you. You won't, <laughs> won't do you, what you, you tell me. Yeah. So, so basically they were moving him the next day. It was okay. four cops and Ned Kelly. And he made a run for it, ran into a, a shoe cobbler store. And then the police followed him in there. They got into a big fight and Ned Kelly's pants ripped off <laughs> during the fight. So one of the guys, one of the constable, uh, Constable Thomas Lonigan, grabbed okay. him by the balls. They call it blackballing, where he grabbed him by the balls and squeezed his nuts until he gave up. So Ned Kelly told him, he said, I've never killed anybody, but you're going to be the first. Nice. They find him 31 pounds and let him go. Um, he did, he did end up killing that cop later on, but we haven't got to that. Now, here's the situation that you're talking about. This is when constable Fitzpatrick, uh, went to, uh, the Kelly house. All right. For arrest. He got, he got, was supposed to be going somewhere else to another police station. He stopped at a bar and got shit faced and then went out over to the, the Kelly's has to arrest Dan Kelly, uh, Ned Kelly's brother. Brother, yeah. Um, now, Ned Kelly wasn't even there, but they said that he shot uh, Fitzpatrick in the wrist. Uh. Now, when the, the doctor examined him, he didn't have a bullet wound in his wrist, and he was shit-faced drunk. So I don't even know what what the the hell that was now ned kelly wrote a letter uh later on about this and he said the witness which can prove fitzpatrick fitzpatrick's falsehood can be found by advertising and if this is not done immediately horrible disaster will follow exactly fitzpatrick shall be the cause of the greatest slaughter to the rising generation then saint patrick was of the snakes and toads in ireland exactly for had i robbed plundered ravaged and murdered everything I met, my character could not be painted blacker than it is at present. But thank God my conscience is as clear as the snow in Peru. Oh, and they have some pure snow out in Peru. So So from this point forward, Kelly was on the run, even though he was in jail when this actually took place. Um, So the, the police were after him and, uh, you know, the Kellys were great bush rangers. Uh, great in the bush, great at tracking. Not, you know, far better than the police. They were like just. You know, I've often tracking. been told I'm great in the bush. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard the same thing. <laughs> that, that rumor's been going around for a while. I heard that it was you that started it, though. Oh, that may have been. 
Uh, I think I'm going to put a picture of me on Facebook and it's just going to say great in the bush. (laughs) So uh, then we had the uh, Stringy Bark uh, Creek police murders. Now, we did a show about this. It was basically about an ambush. Okay. Uh, It was a couple couple episodes back. I think it was the Bush Rangers episode. So we won't go over that. But anyway, they ended up shooting Constable Lonigan and Scanlon. Lonigan was the one that grabbed his balls. So... Got it back. Got him back. He shot him in the eye hole, right? I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right in the eye. Um, and then there was, in 1878, there was the uh, Aurora Raid, there where uh, Kelly, the Kelly gang held up uh, Young Husband's Station, which is basically a train station. They cut all the uh, telegraph lines and all that sort of stuff and kept all the everybody there hostage. And then uh, went down to the bank and they got, uh, well, I've got the list right here. 68 pounds in $10 notes, 67 pounds in $5 notes, 418 pounds in $1 notes, 500 pounds sovereign, 90 pounds of ninety pounds uh, silver, and 30 ounces of gold. So they made out pretty well in that one. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, the cops are really getting pissed off. Well, so, and it's embarrassing for them. It's embarrassing know? because they can't catch him. So, right. <clears throat> so they arrested 23 people that sympathized with uh, Ned Kelly and the Kelly gang, just people that knew him. They right. just started arresting everybody that he knew. So that really kind of got Ned Kelly... Uh, uh, got people really on Ned Kelly's side, right? Because yeah. the government had kind of backfired. Being an asshole, right? Right. Um. Then there's the uh, Gerald Three Raid, which is uh, basically basically that's the name of the town. Okay. Um, and the Kelly gang, they went to the police station. They went out. They knocked on the door and had the police come out and told them that there was a fight in the uh, going on in the hotel. So the police came out, and the guys put their guns on him and locked him up in the cell. Um, they took all the firearms and all their ammo, and they stayed the night in the police station. And the next morning, they took the sheriff's wife over to the chapel and helped her set up for church. Yeah, nice. And then they stayed another night, and the following night, Monday morning, the bank opened, and they went in there and robbed that, and they got... um. 2,141 pounds, uh, you know, because it's British currency. And they're in yeah, pounds. who even knows what a pound, pound is? I don't doesn't know. doesn't even make any damn sense. Basically, it's like, it was about $500,000 is what they got. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, so then they, the the banks put out an 8,000 pound bounty for the Kelly gang. No, really, if, if you keep getting robbed and they take, you know, 500,000 pounds from you, is an 8,000 pound bounty really going to... Well, here's the thing. The cops were all like falling all all over each other trying to figure out who was going to get the money. Like, you know, who's going to be responsible. Uh, Even though they hadn't caught anybody or done anything. Right. They were all so busy sucking each other's dicks and trying to like, you know, talk about how great they were and this and that and how they should get the money when they catch them that mm. they didn't actually go looking for him. Wow. So he was still out in the bush for like two years after that. And, uh, I mean, it, the thing with Ned Kelly was that that he was a rowdy motherfucker and liked to have a good time. 
think and that's really where it being comes a down. motherfucker and doing the awesomest shit you can do. Sometimes it's not legal. Right. You know, what are you going to do about it though? So ultimately they, uh, they did track Ned Kelly down. There's a big shootout. He had, a, he had armor made out of, uh, you know, out of, uh, field plows. Okay. And I recommend that you read up on it yourself. Cause I'm going to do it in justice trying to talk about it. But, uh, ultimately Ned Kelly to me now, one of my top, top five heroes. Top five. Nice. Definitely top five. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess the end story. I mean, this guy sneaks around behind the cops, starts mm-hmm. picking them around at the end. I mean, right. that, that's some badass shit right there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they said he had shot shot eighteen times before they they captured him. Not so bad. Pretty impressive. They uh, hung him uh, the next week. Now, interesting thing: the guy that christened Ned Kelly when he was born, okay, was also the guy that read him his last rites. It nice. Was the, the same same priest that did did both. Saw him in and saw him out. There you go. That's how it should be, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a little continuity. I like that. No, but that's the thing. So bottom line, I mean, Ned Kelly is the kind of guy who ends up, you know, being a jackass, ends up, you know, I and what I mean by that is somebody who pushes the behavior limits of society norms, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea is he wouldn't be pushed around by anybody. Right. That was his his big deal. When he, t- he was treated unfairly, he set things right the way he saw fit. Exactly. It takes people in society to get real change. If we don't have those crazy motherfuckers out there, Mm -hmm. then that's how we all get enslaved. You know what I'm saying? That's what, you know, somebody has to be willing to stand up and, you know, there are certain of us out there who are willing to stand up and say, you know, this is too much. You've gone too far. And once, you know, I mean, in, in the scheme of things, the stuff that initially he was doing was petty bullshit. You know, he wasn't right. killing people. He wasn't whatever, but he, he was willing to stand up and that's what got him in trouble. Um, once it started to escalate, then he's like, fuck it. I may as well rob the banks and finance things and, and do what mm-hmm. we want to do and really put the screws to these guys. Cause they put the screws to me, mm-hmm. you know, and it escalates. So it's easy to paint him as, Oh, well, you know, he's a crazy, you know, guy and he brought this on himself or it's easy to turn it around to the other way to our side of the story of, mm-hmm. you know, well, he's sticking it to the man, you know? Yeah. And if and, you go to Australia now, there's a big divide between people that think he was a he was a, a folk hero and a lot of people just think he was an, an asshole, you know? Now, based on previous discussions, I think Hamish is going to fall on the... uh Folk hero. Oh, folk hero. Kind of I'm just saying, and, you know, and I know I got a couple more of you guys out there, uh, Sam and, and some other guys out in, in Australia who, you know, hey, we're happy to throw it back. And if you have any other insight, feel free to, you know, lay your comments in the group. You know, uh, we'll all enjoy the stories you got to share. But, you know, that's that's what it comes down to is really – you know, sticking up for things and not letting letting your government rule you. The bottom line is you want to enjoy life. We're all here for, you know, a purpose. We're here for to have a good time and, and uh, 
you know, live free and enjoy each other. This controlling everybody and that's how I get my power because I'm a coward is bullshit. And we need to avoid living in that world. Yeah. And standing just, up for what's right is how we change that and how we keep. Yeah, I just saw some asshole on CNN uh, about an hour ago was talking about how we need a uh, hate crime speech, uh, you know, how we need to ban hate crime. Speech. Right. And, uh, you know, the fucking balls, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> the fucking balls that, uh, that you think you're going to tell a fucking grown man what he can and cannot say, you know, yeah. if, if what they're saying if, is bad or stupid, then the way to correct that is by your own speech, you know, Put all the fucking ideas out there. Some are fucking stupid. Right. You know, shoot them down. Uh, you know, if, if there are people out there talking about, you know, uh, how they hate, you know, Jews or they hate black people. It's it's your obligation to correct that behavior, not ban them from talking by ban. You know, just because you're banning somebody, just because you're banning somebody for what you see as perceived uh bad speech right you know who's to say who's going to be dictating what that speech is there's a lot of people that said a lot of crazy shit especially in the united states that you know really turned out to change public uh views and public behavior in a positive way you know a lot of people thought that uh uh abraham lincoln was saying you know terrible racist shit but you know i think looking back at it we we see that you know we see that poor behavior is ultimately corrected when people are intelligently educated and can make intelligent decisions. Exactly. No, that's, I mean, more and more, you know, we get pushed down. And and the thing I worry about too is the more we let society dictate what's right and wrong. And, and I understand we got to work together. We have to live harmoniously on this planet. We don't want it to be the wild, wild West where, you know, you're sure. I know some of you guys do, yeah. but you know what I mean? We don't yeah. want, or you're just shooting people and you're losing loved ones and people, you know, people have value and, and all this. We don't want, you know, just reckless chaos for bullshit reasons. But the bottom line, would you, if you can't speak freely or have your own opinion or, you know, your own mind, basically, then it's a shitty world that's not worth living in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's what made America different and stand out. Yeah. And we're you know, start- it's, it's that sort of laws, that sort of uh, thinking that is causing chaos in Hong Kong, causing yes. chaos in Venezuela, causing chaos in Iran. I know nobody knows what the hell's happening in Iran because they just turned off the Internet there. They're just they're just killing all the protesters. Yeah, fuck it. You know, and that's that's how they do shit, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how China's been doing it for forever. That's how Russia's done it forever. That's how North Korea does it. You know, these it matters and it's happening all over the world. And somehow the youth, the way they're educated in our college system now and in our schools, seem to think, yeah. We should have government have complete power and control here too because that'd be awesome because then they can take care of everything. Now, they're sold this bullshit in, well, we should care about everybody and we should take – because who doesn't care? You know, you're an asshole if you don't care about people and you're an asshole if you don't try and take care of your fellow man and all this shit, right? Well, obviously, you can get behind the ideas of being kind to people, but – 
the way we do it is by giving the government the control to do it is how somehow it's taught in the schools as the solution. Cause we've all seen in the past how the government is able to solve so many problems and they make everything great in right. reality. Always that, happens, right? That's not actually true. No, I mean, maybe they took our sarcasm literally, mm-hmm. but it turns out that the government doesn't solve shit. The government has people dying left and right in the VA hospitals You know, Mm -hmm. the government does a fucked up job of handling shit. The government was going to save for everybody's retirement and take care of them to make sure it's good. Now they don't have any fucking money left and we're still paying because they fucking spent it all. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? I mean, these things are how it goes wrong. Right. So there's also a lot of conditioning that goes on in, in, in our government. And, you know, they think, oh, people who are into military and things like that, you know, they, they wear body armor or they do things, they're crazy and, you know, whatever. Oh, that guy likes guns. He must be nuts. Oh, he follows those, you know, movements where they're, you know, established and, and watching the government and they think the government might hurt them. They're crazy. And we get all these ideas. So we come up with these stupid ideas, like these stupid red flag laws, and we have these laws out there that basically, you know, hey, if you see something, say something. Now, obviously, nobody wants to have a school shooting. And that's how they try and tie it because it gets really emotional for you. You're like, oh, God, you know, kids getting hurt and kids are defenseless and weak. And they high school kids are all morons and they can't defend themselves. They need somebody looking out for them. So we come up with these, you know, oh, no guns, gun free zones, all this shit, Right. Then it builds and gets even worse where we're like, you know what? We're so afraid that something might happen. We're able to give up people's rights and say, you know, if somebody just looks shady to you, we can just report them and go, uh, you know, have the government go, go through all their stuff and just make sure, you know, just for the safety of everyone. But that's really crazy bullshit. And all of a sudden, the more steps like this you take is you end up in a world like Ned Kelly lived in, where the government can be like, you know what? That guy looks fucking shady to me. You know what? He talks back to the police. That guy's fucked up. He's going to probably go shoot up kids at the school. We better fucking get to the bottom of this and nip it in the bud right now. That's how you end up in that fucked up world. And we need to be careful of that. So you guys know that I just tried to uh, escape from New York, right? You know, so now I'm out of there because I'm like, man, they're getting too rowdy after my guns. Now, Kevin decided to keep fighting because he's crazy mm-hmm. and he wants to hang on and, and you know, do what he can do, work from inside the uh, beast there. But, well, um, no, <laughs> I, I, I do want to mention something. Uh, my lawyer told me not to talk about this on the podcast, so I thought I should talk about this on the podcast. That sounds accurate. <laughs> they just uh, passed a law in New York State where uh, you can't be you can't be confined to prison. You can be arrested, um, but you just get a ticket to come back. You can't have bail set. There's no bail. So basically, any crime you want to commit in New York. After January 1st, that's when to do it. And then all you have to do is leave the state and you're good. Was that why I left? I mean, because all you have to do is, I mean, you can rob a bank and they'll let you right back out. You can go rob yeah, another one. And then weird, I did, did actually see some of that. 
Um, they have some crazy shit going on in New York. The bottom line I, is, my lawyer recommended that I vote for the Republican uh, DA. Okay, going to fix this problem. So I broke tradition and voted for the Democratic DA, just to keep things fucked up a little bit. You got to keep them out of balance, right? There's a, a three-vote difference right now between those two DAs about oh, who's going to win. So they're trying to count it out. They still haven't figured it out. I'm one of those three votes. You're one of those three votes, huh? See, Kevin's part of the problem. Is what <laughs> I am part of the problem. <laughs> Kevin just wants to see how it plays out. He's like, right. you know what it would be yeah, funny? What, what happens? You know, yeah, I, I just think it's stone cold with that shit, you know, where he just grabs his beer and fuck it, let's see, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so in Putnam County over the weekend here in New York, uh, Mayapak is actually the uh, town. I actually have the guy's address. You can uh, message me if you want to go check it out. But so now, again, we get all kinds of speculation and crazy stories on the Internet and People are trying to control the narrative. You wouldn't think that the government would shut shit down and and stop the story, but it turns out they are. And this is how fucked up shit happens, is when the real truth doesn't get out. Now, Mm -hmm. at this point, I don't know the real truth. I don't have all the details. I just know what they're reporting. Mm -hmm. What the police are saying. I know what the police are saying, and I know what social media is saying. And I've seen posts from the guy who this incident in, is surrounding. And mm-hmm. there, there's contradictory stuff. So the guy is, you can find him on social media, at least as of now. On uh, He's Whiskey Warrior 556. All right, nice. Now, and he looks like a badass. He uh, apparently, based on his, his uh, Instagram, was an Afghanistan veteran. He mm-hmm. looks like he's fit and squared away. And uh, it seems like he has a new baby or he's about to have a new baby based on the posts. Um, actually, look, there's pictures of him holding the baby, so I'd yeah, say he does. Daughter. Yeah. But, uh, and, and then I saw stuff about, you know, stuff coming. But anyway, so now according to the initial reports were this guy had a friend who said, oh my God, this guy is so dangerous. You need to totally violate his rights and go to his house and search it because he may have magazines that he could put in his gun that hold more than 10 rounds. Mm-hmm. As many as 30 rounds. Right. Danger, right. danger, violate, throw the Constitution out, go get this guy. We better kick in his doors with SWAT teams, right? Mm-hmm. That's obviously what you would think if you heard that. Right. Um, so immediately they, uh, they, they get their group together. Now, obviously it takes a little time because you got to prepare SWAT teams and helicopters and, you know, maybe get out that armored personnel vehicle that they keep at the County office or whatever, you know, get this shit together. That's more elements. The whole thing. Up everything. And they go there. Now they report, this is related to a domestic disturbance where he was having some kind of family matter and they got called out, but they don't give any details on that. But as you're going to see that they get caught in some other lies here later on, mm-hmm. you don't know. Now, if the guy's beating the shit out of his wife and that's why they came over, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to you know, paint the cops in a bad light, but until that shit's proven to me and the fact that they're lying about all kinds of other shit. Right. 
I'm not really buying it. So whatever, you know, I might look stupid later, but I'm willing to risk it because it wouldn't be the first time, right? Right, right. Shit, you guys know that. Um, so anyway, cops come over and they're like, hello, do you have any 30 round magazines in there? We're kicking in the door and whatever. Guy's like, fuck this, locks the door. Now, here, here's the next thing that I find outrageous. He puts on, this is according to according to the news, he puts on a um, a uh, plate carrier, mm-hmm. right? And and they have him there. He, he's wearing like a, a bulletproof, you know, plate carrier. Now, I got to tell you, one, I think it would escalate the situation. But two, if a bunch of guys show up with guns pointing at your door and what we know about police randomly accidentally shooting people all the time, mm-hmm. are you wrong to put on a bulletproof vest when they're all knocking on your door? That right. sounds like the smartest fucking move I ever heard mm-hmm. is the way I see it. So then this guy's wearing uh, and so they're like, oh, look, he's crazy because he's wearing military gear. A veteran now, that wearing really, military gear. Now, is that – think about that. That's how we've conditioned society, and that's where I was kind of building on that earlier, where I'm like, oh, you know, we teach people these things are crazy. Well, is it fucking crazy to wear protective gear? The police are all wearing p- protective gear. And they're well, all armed. Why are they wearing protective gear? And then it turns out that according to some news reports, again, shit is all conflicting. Um, They find no guns whatsoever in the house. So military guy, crazy, horrible, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't have any guns in the house. That's suspicious, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they go in and according to the news, the police said, we searched his house for 30 round magazines. The news kind of made it sound like they just, you know, knocked on the door, went in and looked for things and whatever. Right. Now at no point in any news story or any social media anywhere, do you find if they found any 30 round magazines? Right. And I'll tell you what they didn't have a fucking warrant. They didn't have a warrant, but red flag law. Oh my God, we could <laughs> totally violate your rights and fuck the constitution. They go in, they tear up this house. Now, this guy goes on social media. He says, hey, everybody, this is what's going on at my house right now. Can you maybe come over and hang out? Tons of people, I think, haven't seen pictures, come out to support this guy. The media. People, but it was, I mean, that's technically true, but it was just for really, really fat people. Yes, that, that sounds accurate. So then I don't know how many people I know a lot of people were heading over that way. Right. But I don't know what happened. The media or the police, no, the police actually do put over out over the scanner. Oh, it's already been resolved. He's back in custody and the shit was still going on. Then they put over the media over the police scanner. Sorry. They put over the police scanner. Oh, we shot him. He's been injured and we're taking him to the hospital. It's over. Don't come. Mm-hmm. So they do this over and over again where they actually put out lies to distract people from, oh, don't come. We don't need more of an escalation here and whatever. And I understand not wanting to escalate a situation, 
But when you start lying to the public for the public good, mm-hmm. there's a problem. There is an issue, right? That That's where you know that the government needs to be checked. Then they put out a police statement. You don't need to contact us because we've had too many people contacting us. Now we can't even do regular policing because it's so hard for us to answer the telephone. Mm-hmm. So now we need you to all stop and don't worry. Everything's okay because he's safe and in custody. They don't say what they're charging him with. If they want to de-escalate shit, say what you fucking mean. Say, mm-hmm. hey, we found all these magazines in his house and AR-15s all over the place and you know all this bullshit. So the whole thing gets escalated. They didn't find anything as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But the bottom line is when you create this kind of fear and give the government authority to come fuck with you for no reason – I mean, I know you're like, well, there is a reason. Well, let's dig a little deeper for a second and find out that having a 30-round magazine is a misdemeanor, which is a ticketable offense up to $500 fine. It's not a kick in your door and fucking, you know, search your house and shoot your dog kind of offense. Right. So I don't know. I feel like there might be some overstepping. And they might have some explaining to do. And all you crazy jackasses voting for red flag laws may want to check your premise and just decide, hey, is this really what I want in my community? Is this what I'm talking about? Is this right. the kind of thing I can get behind? Because I know how they sell it. Mm-hmm. But that's but should not... We be, should we be harassing vets? What we you get. Know, I feel like if you're a vet, maybe you should get the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you should just be left the fuck alone. How about that? I mean, that's I know that's ludicrous. Thing. You know, I know, I know. There's not one fucking run, one person running for president, except for Tulsi Gabbard. Well, that is a vet. You know, we got all these assholes that have been spending their entire life serving the public. I'm using air quotes for that. Serving the public, public by being senators and vice presidents and Congress uh, people. Fucking ridiculous, dude. You've been lining your fucking pockets for years, and now you think that you should uh, have a right to be the president of the United States. Yes. Oh, shit. So with that, maybe check out the Whiskey Warrior. See if you can keep uh, tabs on him. Let's see if we can't support this guy. Maybe he'll need some money to you know, get a good lawyer. We might happen to know a good lawyer in New York might be able to help him. That's right. Um, we do know somebody who loves freedom and liberty there. So um, – Look, you guys, you need to start thinking things through before you vote. You know, we have this jackass uh, guy got uh, got elected governor in Virginia. Now he's got some kind of law supposedly being voted on in December that's going to ban AR-15s and limit magazines there. You guys got to realize that this shit is coming and you need to start thinking things through and realize what you're giving up. And maybe you need to start preparing. Maybe you need to have things squared away where you can take care of your family and realize, hey, if they cost you your job, hey, if they take away your come knocking on your door, are you going to be able to protect your family? Are you going to be able to take care of things? You know, having extra food storage and things like that where you can sustain if they take away your shit. Just be ready. That's all I'm saying. Be vigilant. And again, I don't know everything. I don't know this guy's deal. But I do know that the way the government handles shit, 
it's not the way it should be done. And we need to start looking out for each other and have each other's back. So with that, stay safe. And we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.